Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and I am unbelievably excited about today's guest. I feel like I say I'm excited a lot, but today, I mean, I'm really excited. I've learned more from this guy and his partner than potentially any other leader in my life, and I truly mean that. Uh, It's my dad, and it's this guy right here and his partner that I've learned the most from when it comes to this topic of leadership and leadership development. I am with a new friend, but a guy I've learned from from a long time. His name is Mark Cole, and I want to tell you about Mark Cole. Mark Cole serves as the CEO of all of the John Maxwell companies and has for more than 25 years leadership team development experience, which uniquely qualifies him to have an integral role and be the champion of the John C. Maxwell brand. Mark's committed to adding value to individual leaders and leadership teams. He has experience in both the nonprofit and for-profit sectors, and he's led companies through economic challenges, growth barriers, and disconnected team dynamics. Mark has learned from team development from the world's leading source of expertise, John C. Maxwell. Mark has worked more closely with John than anyone else on the planet and brings exclusive access to John's real-time principles to the team. Mark delivers time-tested leadership principles ranging from personal leadership to multi-corporation leadership. He resources leaders to develop those around them, ensuring teams are working to their highest potential. Mark's fingerprints are all over the largest and most impactful leadership brand in the world, Maxwell Leadership. Mark, we are deeply honored, man, to have you with us today. Thank you for being on the Montgomery Companies Podcast. Hey, so I, number one, I need that first excerpt and I need to send it to my mom. She would be proud of whoever that guy is that you're talking about. <laughs> but Jordan, let's check this out. I did not tell you this. We we had some conversation before, but I can already tell the listeners of the Montgomery Companies podcast, you guys know how to have fun. And I know that yeah. because of five minutes, in, in two minutes into my conversation with Jordan, I was like, oh, Let's do a podcast every week, Jordan. Let's let's just carve it out. Hey. Because you make le- you make leadership fun, but let me tell you what I didn't tell you pre-show because I wanted to save it for this moment. I really need to call you cousin because my mom's maiden name is Montgomery, and I get asked all the time, "Where did you learn leadership?" And my dad was a great leader, honestly a great leader. God rest him. I miss him. Passed away four years ago. My mom's 93, still alive, and every bit of leadership I learned was from my mom through her dad. Thomas Montgomery. And so somewhere back in the way, you're my cousin. So it's good to be on the <laughs> podcast with you, cuz. <laughs> Long lost family member, cuz, Mark Cole. <laughs> Come on, man. I love that. Hey, to be in your family tree would be an honor. I, I, I'm oh, there somewhere. In. I don't know where, but I'm there somewhere, man. So, you are. <laughs> hey, listen, I know a lot about you, and we have fun reading those bios. Yours is really long. It could be even longer. Yeah. Uh, but tell us one thing, man, that people don't know about Mark Cole. Start us there. Yeah, so 30 years of age, I joined John Maxwell's team, in fact, for an event called Catalyst. I think you've had some people that was connected with Catalyst, definitely some people that um, was a part of that event that John Maxwell and Andy Stanley started. John's company actually foot the bill to create Catalyst, and then Andy actually hosted it in his church. Andy Stanley is a pastor of North Point, a a local phenomenon, what he's done for our community, brilliant communicator. Anyway, my first responsibility with John and Andy was selling Catalyst to get denominational leaders, people of faith, to get their next generation leaders to come. 
I was a broken piece of humanity, Jordan. I mean, I was bankrupt emotionally, spiritually, financially. I was bankrupt everything. Parents wouldn't talk to me. It was just like a bad time in my life. And I joined Maxwell Leadership. It was called Enjoy back in that day. I joined it with a covenant with myself that I would never lead again in my life. I didn't feel like I could lead. So what's funny to me is I tell that story, I go, you had a promise that you would never lead again and you joined a leadership development company. (laughs) So (laughs) here's the point. Don't listen to anything I say because my covenants are not very good because I said I would never lead. And now 10 promotions later, they kept looking for something for me to do that I could do with excellence. And so 10 promotions later, about 12 years ago, John Maxwell invited me to be the CEO. Man, that is what a story. That's a That is a great story. And and I appreciate your transparency and your vulnerability. I think that's one of the things that makes you and John really effective in your leadership is you're real and you're transparent. I appreciate you shedding some light on that background. Thank I you. also think, Mark, you followed really well. You know, I think it was Rich Wilkerson Jr. who probably stole it from you and, and John. But he said, if you're too big to follow, you're yeah. too small to lead. I just want to encourage you in your followership. At the end of the day, you've been leading people at the highest level for so many years. But I think about the way that you decided to follow John so many years ago and how you've continued to follow him. We're going to talk about maybe this baton ceremony at John's birthday party at some point in our podcast. But I just think about Mark Cole's journey and following well. Today, we're not talking about following. We're talking about leading. Followership is a part of leadership. But I want to know this. What is the greatest leadership lesson, Mark, that you have ever learned? I I think that I think that the biggest leadership lesson is also the biggest life lesson, which I, I, I really want them to be the same. That's why I really do attempt to live out my leadership very publicly, authentically. Um, and, and that greatest life lesson, the greatest leadership lesson is personal growth will take you further than your dreams. John has a quote that I love that says, the only guarantee for a better tomorrow is growing today, is making a growth decision today. Hmm. And so I came, I came, I was 30 years of age. I talked a little about that. Another little known fact is the first 10 years of my life, I was my dad's executive pastor, very immersed in the faith community, still a strong love for faith and, and the importance of it in my leadership. But at 30 years of age, I had, I had led some things. I had done some things okay, accomplished some things nobody my age had accomplished. I got a long list of things I had done in a very small pond. But I had never been asked the challenging question, what's your personal growth plan? What are you doing to intentionally grow? And I'll tell you, Jordan, I don't know why. I was 30. I was accomplished. I had people that had followed me through a lot of of big accomplishments. But I had never sat down and intentionally challenged myself to grow. So this first year, this was in in the year 2000. I was 31 years old. And my leader at the time, working in John's company, said, hey, what's your growth plan? I went, man, I don't know. I mean, I read, I I learned, I can tell you what I learned last that I'm applying, but I don't have a plan for growth. He said, here's the thing, here's what you need to do. You need to put down the books you're going to read. You need to put down the places you're going to go that's going to influence you. And you need to put down the people you're going to ask to mentor you. The Mm. books, the experiences, the people, the books, the experiences, the people. And I went, I can do that. So I'll never forget the first year, 2001, I put down, I'm going to read 12 books. I mean, I pulled those books off of 
the Cartoon Channel probably. I mean, there was no <laughs> rhyme or reason to it. I just pulled them off. I decided I was going to go to five events that was going to be for my development, a very intentional move. And then I was going to ask five people to speak into my life. Mm. Second year, Jordan, somebody introduced this idea of that was intentional growth. What if we put intentionality around the purpose of growth? And I mm. went, I like that. And I, got, I developed 21 years ago, I developed a discipline of having a word for the year. And that's not new, but having that word for the year and then building a growth plan around it. So that year I read 12 books as well, but that year I read 12 books with the word of the year in mind. I went to five events that year, but I went to five events intending to extrapolate out of that event something that would help me in my progression of word focus that year. And I asked five people to mentor me on that word. By the third year, Jordan, I did something that I continue to do to this day. I put together a life plan of where I wanted my life to grow, go, how I wanted to orchestrate my focus that year around that life plan, and then ultimately uh, the people, the places, and the things that I consume would all fit with that. Let me say one more thing on this, Jordan, because you ask, what is the difference maker for my leadership? It is that, personal growth. Mm. Isn't it stirring? My wife and I recently built a home together and we're still married. That's the big thing. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that there were 52 shades of white and I didn't know I was supposed to care what shade of white was on our wall. I, I just didn't know that. You probably do, Jordan. You're smart. I didn't know the thread count in carpet in the basement was different than thread count in the rest of the house. I just didn't know that. And so... We spent 18 months building this home that we just feel very blessed with. We spend months planning our family vacation. Do you know most leaders spend less than one hour architecting their life? Mm. We spend all this time on our homes. We spend all this time on holidays and vacations. We spend very little time developing and architecting what we want our life to be about. So I'm a wow. big believer in this, as you can tell, <clears throat> but I'm a big testament that personal growth, not a big dream, personal growth, not huge experience, personal growth, not a great resume of reference. Personal growth has made the difference for these 10 promotions that I've experienced. Personal growth, having a life plan, spending more time on your life plan than you do building your home or yeah. many other activities for that matter, right? I love what you said about books, experiences, and people. Um, it's funny because that first question actually comes from you, Mark. So I'm cheating. Came from you and John. What's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Uh, the second question is also from you and John, which is, what are you learning right now? And, and, and just to give context before you answer this question, John recently celebrated his 75th birthday, right? Yeah. And yep. there was this cool ceremony, at kind of the birthday party. It was called a party, not a ceremony. Yeah. But at that party, um, John handed you a baton. And you're, you're going to carry out Maxwell legacy. And I think that's important for our listeners to know that. Many of them know that. And, and obviously they're familiar with Mark Cole and all the great work you've done. But this is now um, your legacy to, to carry forward. And so I'd, I'd love to know in this transitional season for you what you're learning and your leadership. It's probably something, Jordan, that you could talk about with your leadership over at Montgomery Companies, our family legacy, by the way, go Montgomery. <laughs> but... Um, I, there's probably some things that you could even add to this, and please do. Your least, your listeners are keenly a focus to your your voice. 
But for me, it's new. I have been that second chair leader for 12 years as CEO, and I've really been second chair all of my life. I was my dad's executive pastor. Mm. I came in with John and was five or six levels down from the visionary, then four levels, three levels, two levels, then the last 12 years, the first level, but still the second chair, somebody else's vision. And I'll tell you, when you cast a vision and the buck stops with you on whether the vision works, whether the vision costs more than you can afford, or whether the vision keeps people engaged is different Mm -hmm. than implementing somebody else's vision. And not everybody in my podcast or your podcast is going to understand this because many of us have to learn to lead like this. Lead, uh, follow me, I'm right behind you. I mean, we, we understand second chair leadership to where we influence up. And many times I would influence John, but still at the end of the day, it was his vision. Mm. So in the last two years, when John, we're running a five lap relay on him handing me his baton. So while he's, he has publicly done that, John and I are still answering the question, can Mark Cole carry the baton of John? Not can John, Mark Cole be the next John Maxwell, there will never be. But can we mm. truly have a bigger, better, brighter future? We don't believe that question can be answered after one lap together. We believe there's multiple laps. Mm. Well, the lap that we're, we're running right now is the vision lap. Can mm. I, again, I have a foundation of faith, can I hear from God on what our future vision should be for the influence of somebody like John Maxwell. And we're in the middle of answering that question. Mm. Now, fortunately, John and I have had three indications that that is actually happening, that our vision, myself and our leadership team's Mm. vision, is actually bigger, better, brighter than even John Maxwell's. But I'll tell you the lonely nights that I've heard leaders talk about of when you are the only one that sees more and before. That's what John says mm. a transformation, transformational leader does. They see more and they see before everyone else. That's a visionary. When you see more and before and there's no affirmation, confirmation around you, the dynamics of loneliness are different than anything I've ever experienced. Mm. The moments of celebration when two weeks ago we fulfilled part of my vision, and that is to have a IMC, an International Maxwell Leadership Conference, in Spanish-speaking, all Spanish. We just did it, and it was epic, Jordan. It was epic. Nobody knows the amount of celebration I had in my hotel room that night. I punched (laughs) pillows. I threw confetti. There was even no confetti there. But in my mind, you know why? Because I saw that before anybody else did. Mm. They had to borrow my belief. And so the highs are higher and the lows, the moments of questioning are Mm. lower when you're not relying on somebody else's funding of their vision and you only have to implement. When I'm relying on my funding and my belief, it's a real different place that I find myself in these days. Man, I appreciated so much how you shared that, man. And and listen, I um I love that you can celebrate those things that yeah. way. Uh, we need to we need to do a better job as leaders of celebrating those types of moments, man. And I love what you said. One of my favorite John Maxwell quotes uh, that comes from Maxwell Leadership is, "Great leaders help people see more and see before." And that's the yeah. work that you're doing, Mark. So just um, keep the faith, man. I love that. Um, you work with some of the most impactful leaders on the planet. Some of the most useful, impactful people 
on the planet. You deal with some high conflict situations. You see people in high conflict situations. What do you think are some of the greatest challenges facing today's leaders in our country? So I just listened to um, I just listened to a, a, a podcast. It was really a PBS special with a guy named Nito Cobain, who is the um, president of High Point University. Google him, all your podcast listeners. Google him. One of the most profound entrepreneur president of a college leaders I've ever experienced. Just brilliant. He was interviewing Mark Randolph, um, the CEO, co-founder, co-owner of um, Netflix. And in this interview, he was talking about the challenges that we face now leading in the last two years. And he talked about, to be honest with you, Jordan, he talked about a little bit of what I just shared, and that was the emotional tenacity that is needed in today's leadership. You look at Harvard Business Review in the uh, middle of 2021, did a whole special on, at that point, it was not called the Great Resignation. We didn't know to call it mm. that. We know now, as we watch people at every level in organization leaving to go find something else, because COVID taught us, if anything, it taught us that when difficulty arrives, retreat rather than lean in. Mm. And so... Leaders are doing that at every level of, of, of an organization. In the, year, in the 18 months from beginning of 2020 to the middle of 2021, seven, more than 1,700 top leaders of Fortune 5,000 companies resigned. Get that number. Wow. 1,700 resigned, wow. went to something else, changed it. What Mark was saying in this PBS special with Nito Cobain was mm. what happened in the last two years is everybody became a startup. Everybody's in entrepreneur mode. Now, Jordan, remember when you first started your podcast at Montgomery Companies? Let me remember when I first started with John and we started branching out into the business community and we were all faith people. Anytime mm. you start something, the uncertainty, the perplexity, the unknowns, are staggering. You know less than what you, I mean, you are you are more uncertain than you are certain in the days of startup, mm. right? All mm. of us that have been a part of startups, just let's yeah. empathize with a moment. Let's just kind of join a virtual <laughs> humming session of yes. singing Kumbaya. Come on, man. Yeah, we we <laughs> get it. On. Well, let's guess what? Because COVID was so good to some companies, here's their concern. What happens when COVID is over? Other companies where COVID was so uh, altering to their business plan, they're going, will we ever return to normal? All of us have been leveled to feeling like a startup with the level of uncertainty that we've got. And people that love security and business leaders that love leading a established organization find themselves with no established uh, predictability in their company. So what I am learning, boy, this was a long answer, Jordan, but what I'm learning is that we as leaders and leaders at every level of the organization, we've all been leveled and there should be a degree of human relatability that we have that two years ago, three years ago, we saw people at levels. We need to reach out and be human and be relatable with people at any level because trust me, they need you. I need oh, you. So good. Gordon, I need you, man. 
I so want, good. I need your encouragement. You're giving it to me today. We have discovered that we don't have the answers. And when you don't have the answers, you need companionship. That's so good. Okay. Well, you can hit pause on a podcast, go back the last three minutes and listen to that again. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of leaders right now who are frustrated. Uh, it is a unique time to lead for all kinds of reasons. Uh, COVID has certainly made that difficult, I think, in the corporate world and bouncing back from COVID, right? It's not COVID, it's bouncing back from COVID. Yep. You sort of already answered a question about opportunities, Mark, which is going to be my next question is what opportunities have present, been presented to leaders in today's environment? But what, what do you see as opportunities, relatability, connectivity? What, what else do you see about opportunities for today's leaders? I got to speak to, uh, I don't know, a couple of hundred. I don't know how many actually is in the room, but I got to speak to um, the Eastern European uh, Small Business, Mid-Business uh, Symposium just today, actually. And in that conversation, I, I told them that as a leadership developer, I, I got to ask a question on a plane one time, said what they asked me, they said, what, what's your business? And of course, I was in one of those moments where I wanted to read or I wanted to do some email. I wasn't into the conversation. And when they asked me the question, Jordan, I went, I'm in manufacturing. It just kind of came to my mind. They went, you're in manufacturing. What do, what do you manufacture? And I said, oh, I manufacture leaders. And it, that started a 45-minute conversation to say, okay, hold up. Tell me what you mean by you manufacture leaders. Well, as a leadership manufacturer, I'm more excited than I've ever been because I think the world needs values-based, people-centered, servant leadership now more than ever. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what your industry is, podcast listener. I know you make good leadership decisions because you're listening to Jordan's podcast. But I don't know mm. what industry you're in, but I'll tell you what industry you need to be in. You need to be developing leaders. I've never met an organizational leader from a CEO of Delta to a CEO of a startup that started yesterday that said, my gosh, Mark, I have a leadership problem. Really? What's that? I have too many leaders. <laughs> I, I've, I've never heard that before. I have too many effective leaders. So for any of us to take our organization through the uncertainty that we're currently leading in, we need great leaders that know how to bring powerful, positive mm. change to our environment and to the environments around them. So I'm very encouraged. The mm. opportunity is better than it's ever been. One more note on this, Jordan. You may have heard John uh, say this because he has said it often in the last few years. John Maxwell, leadership guru of the world, written 86 leadership books, sold 36 million copies. John Maxwell is saying something that as the owner of the Maxwell Leadership Company is kind of making me nervous. He says, I'm leadership sad. Now I'm like, whoa, John, you're one of the best motivators in the world. You're leadership sad. What do you mean? What John is meaning when he said that is the models of good leadership have gone away. You can't find them in politics. Oftentimes you can't find them in entertainment. Many times you can't find them in the faith community. What are we going to do about the sadness of leadership and the absence of leadership examples? Mm. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to listen to podcasts like this. We're going to bring podcasts and tools like this to our people, and we're going to begin creating leadership environments. And by creating great leaders, great leaders do what? They create great opportunity. So mm. let's go create great leaders, and those opportunities will come to us. So somebody's listening to this, Mark, and they're thinking, man, that sounds so good. Create great leaders who will then create great opportunities. 
And we'll create great opportunities for ourselves. But there's a leader listening who's maybe a, a Gen Xer. We maybe have some baby boomers listening to this. And they're thinking, yep. but Mark, the world has changed. And, and Gen Z and even some of those millennials, they, they just don't see it that way. You talked about values-based leadership. I'm not seeing values-based leadership in today's younger generation. What would you say to some of the, some of the veteran leaders listening about motivating um, and connecting, relating to a younger generation of leaders? Any insight on that? Well, I, I think I love getting asked the millennial question, which is not asked as much anymore. Now the question is always, how do you lead virtual teams? But mm. for a few years there, the question was always in every environment, how do we lead these millennials? What do we do with them? It's almost like there's a plague of locusts coming, and it's called millennials, right? Yeah. And, and I'm now I'm now middle-aged. That scares me to death to say that, but I am. I'm middle-aged, and I kind of see what John Maxwell's talking about when he says all the leaders at his age, when they get his age, they start saying, oh, things are not like they used to be. The world has gone mm. to hell in a handbasket. This is terrible. What's going to happen? He says, I want to be a leader that's different than that. I want to be able to see the possibilities and the potential in the next generation. And now I'm not quite, he's got two decades on me, but I'm not quite there, but I'm kind of seeing what he's talking about. Because the passion of this next generation to make a difference, we call that significance. Mm. There is a passion for significant things in this generation that has been absent for the previous two or three generations. And I think the world of leadership and the world of influence is repositioning around significant things more than successful things. Let me explain how we define that. Success is what happens to you. It's what I acquire. It's the position that I get. It's the influence that I have. Significance is what happens through you. It's how I take what I've been given and do good for people around me. That's why we're passionate so at Maxwell Leadership. We want to help companies not be the best in the world. We want to help companies become the best for the world. Mm. And there's a big difference. Mm. There's a Who are you competing with? Your competitor or are you competing with yourself? And most companies that want to be the best company in the world, they've identified their competitor. They've identified what they're doing right. They've identified ways they can take them out and gain market share. That's not the concern or the focus of the company that wants to be the best company for the world, for the leader that wants to be the best company for the world. And I believe mm. the next generation is passionate about being the best they can be for the world, not the best they can be in the world. And I, I just think we as, I guess, middle-aged, God forgive me for saying this, I guess <laughs> we as middle-aged leaders and beyond, I think we just need to come around young, good-looking people like you, Jordan, and we just need to say, hey, guys, how can we take what influence and success we have aggregated and how can we give it away through you to this cause-based mm. focus of these generations that are now coming behind us? We don't want to be the best in the world. We want to be the best for the world. That's part of your mission. And I love what you said, Mark, about success is what happens to you. Significance is what happens through you. And I love that everything you all do at Maxwell Leadership is others-focused. It's mission-oriented. It's really rooted in the spirit of service. And I want to go there because I want to talk about this idea of leading up. We have some yeah. young leaders listening right now, and they're inspired by everything that you're saying. We have a lot of Mark Cole and John Maxwell fans who are listening to today's podcast. They're thinking, wow, like 
I want to be like Mark someday. I want to be like John, but I'm, but I'm young and I'm 25 or I'm 30 and I'm still growing and learning. I'm trying to lead up in my organization. I'm trying to expand my influence, but I'm young and I'm early stage. Um, what would you say directly to that generation of people about expanding their impact and growing in their leadership? So an interesting thing happened to me about 15 years ago. I'm a type A leader. I'm pretty driven. I've always been that way. It's the Montgomery in me. I'm just kind of this <laughs> driven guy. And um, and something interesting happened to me when I realized I had found a leader worth following. I think that's really important, that young leaders find somebody worth following. And I would challenge you with all of your of all of your worldly skepticism you can have. Be skeptical of the people you follow. Don't just just Mm. freely just follow somebody. Vet them, index them, follow them, track them. But when you find a leader worth following, as I did in John Maxwell, an interesting thing happened to me, Jordan, that I, I wish would happen to every driven leader out there. I decided that my agenda would become that leader's agenda for a season in my life. In other words, in my youthful world, and I had a lot of, I had a lot of self-inflicted humility going on in my life. I deserved and needed to be humble and humbled. In that state of humility, the greatest gift I got was the realization that I could set aside my agenda for a leader's worth fo- a leader worth following's agenda, and that agenda could become my agenda. Here's what happened in that process: because it was a leader worth following, a leader that was going somewhere, a leader that was driven. There was several criteria that I put on a leader worth following. When I submitted myself to that agenda by setting my agenda aside, I found that their agenda became my agenda. Mm. And then here's what I found over a period of additional time frame is their, John's agenda that became my agenda turned around and all of a sudden my agenda that's now my agenda became John's agenda. I began mm. to influence his agenda because I sold out to following a leader worth following. And too many leaders prematurely think they are the leader worth following rather than finding somebody to engage with that is further along, that has a little bit more vision, that has a little bit greater capacity that they can follow. And rather than rather than engaging fully with that necessary step, they try to bypass that step. And that's why we find a lot of these leaders doing great things as an influencer but then they burn out way too quick. They burn out character. They burn out morally. They, they burn out successfully. They burn out just emotionally. And I think that's because they didn't go through the necessary step that every young leader needs to go through. And that is following, literally following a leader worth following. That is so good for every young leader, emerging leader. That's good for any leader. I mean, we're always following someone, but there's some young leaders that needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that today, Mark. I love what you said about for a season, make a leader's agenda your agenda. Everything you just said is really rooted in honor. You know, one thing that you've done well, Mark, is you have honored John. And it's not to say that you guys haven't had twists and turns in your relationship, because I'm sure you have, but I think the spirit of your partnership and your relationship with John is rooted in honor. 
Uh, Mike Todd, can I say something, Jordan? Please, I, please. I hate to interrupt the host, and I just did, but 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 please. it's very important because I'm going to illustrate all these people that are listening that are allowing you to influence them. You're you're a leader worth following to a lot of people, Jordan. Let me illustrate. Before I started this podcast, Jordan warned me of one of our last questions, and I'm going to call you out on this because it's a, it's a very important thing to illustrate. Jordan says I can never I can never go into a podcast interview with somebody that I respect so much without asking them at the end genuinely, how can I serve you and your vision and your agenda? Hmm. You've done that. You've done that for episode after episode after episode. All the people that are, have identified you as a leader worth following, here's you say that all the time. You're going to do the same thing to me. And I sit back hmm. when you did that to me, and I went, I am going to tell you that is the best model I know from someone with great influence, somebody that has a voice that people care what you say, to say, hey, I just want to warn you, I'm going to end by asking you how I can genuinely serve you. And I care so much about it that I don't want a knee-jerk response. I want you to really give me thought on that. And Jordan, I'm just going to tell you, I've done a lot of, I've, I've done over 200, 250 podcasts. Nobody's ever, I've been asked that question a lot. Nobody asked it in the spirit that you did with an with a intentional desire to give me time to think about that so that I could respond. Here's what that means. Jordan, who's got influence, Jordan, who you guys all listening have deemed as a leader worth following, is still trying to follow people with his actions and his influence. And again, I, I inter interrupted you, but it's a very important behind the scenes look for your listeners to know, man, you are living it out what I am trying to get our team and our people and our listeners to do. You're a leader worth following, man, because you are determined man. this podcast is going to make others' agenda your agenda. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. And I'm proud of you. And I just wanted to interrupt you and, wow. and call you out on that right there. Man, I so much appreciate you sharing that. I, I had goosebumps as you were sharing that. I just, that means so much. And I think um, for so many years, I've watched other people do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have had examples people like you even that I've watched from afar who've just honored other leaders well. And, and here's a thing I think that resonates for me. Mike Todd said this, Mark. He said, honor produces access. Oh, you know, yeah. So for young leaders, if you want to grow in relationship with a mentor, you know, um, think about how do I honor this person? If you want to get more time with a mentor, how do I honor this person? Because it's not going to come if you say, hey, can I pick your brain or can I steal some time or you know, can I grab a minute with you? It, it generally doesn't happen that way. It, it happens because you serve and you honor others. And and I think, I mean, just listening to you share, Mark, I'm thinking about your journey. You have literally followed two of the most impactful leaders who've ever walked the planet in Jesus and John Maxwell, you know? Right. And we know John Maxwell is not Jesus, but the point is you've got a special relationship with Jesus and a really special relationship with John Maxwell. And um, I want to I wanna offer this question to you before I ask you kind of the final question that we'll go to some quick hits and turn you loose and honor your time. Um, what, what did you think when you look at John's leadership, when you think about your own leadership, what's maybe like the number one thing, you know, if you wanted to expand influence, grow your impact, if you could give one piece of advice to a leader about expanding their impact, growing in their influence, what would it be? So, um, you're going to hear this twice as we wrap up because I have thought about your question of what we can do to help people. 
This question will be similar, and I'll try to give a couple of additional thoughts in that final question or two. But here's the answer to that. Be bigger on the inside than the outside. Leaders, young or old, the day that you get so big that you lose your humility, that you use your, lose your vulnerability, that you lose your ability to shrink the success gap of how people perceive Mark Cole and how I really am, is the day that you have determined you have a shelf life. I just don't know how long it's going to be. And that comes from a very deeply rooted life experience that I had, Jordan, that I've already shared a little bit of. I came to John's world emotionally, financially, spiritually, relationally bankrupt. I was bigger, much bigger on the outside, and I didn't have anything. I was bankrupt. And because I, I read John's book, Developing the Leader Within You, when I was 19, it was my first exposure to John Maxwell. I read this book about all the things, 10 things that's needed to be a bigger leader on the inside than the outside. I read them. They affirmed me as a 19-year-old. I set the book and the concepts aside and began my, I began my trajectory of external leadership, respect, and followership. Mm. And I did okay. I had a pretty, I had a great background. My parents instilled mm. great things within me. The Montgomery and Cole name did <laughs> wonders for me. But yet and still, because I didn't create a discipline of developing myself on the inside, eventually my external exposure and influence outgrew my internal capacity to lead from a place of authenticity. And I crashed and burned. Mm. And so when I get asked this question all the time, the one thing, the big thing, the thing that I wish that I could challenge every person, high influence, no influence, older, younger, how are you developing yourself on the inside? What's your disciplines? How are you making sure? I'm not talking about accountability and tell people your struggles. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the intentional architect plan to make sure you're bigger inside where nobody sees than the outside. And again, that sounds like a character, a moral, a value thing. And yes, 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 it is all of that. But it's bigger than that. How are you developing yourself? Why are you developing yourself? And to what reason are you developing yourself? And when you can answer with great intentionality and great focus those things, and you can stay focused year over year over year with a greater intentionality on your inside leadership than your outside leadership, you are on the path to sustained, replicatable, reproducible leadership because mm. people want to follow leaders that are accessible and real. And that's, that's, that is the one thing. I've watched John Maxwell. You mentioned John, and I don't ever want to do one podcast or one talk that I don't tell you mm. what everybody wants to know. John Maxwell is more real the closer you get to him. And I travel the world 80% of the time he's on the road. I'm on the road with him. And the closer I get to him, the more authentic that he is, which is why he has defined his success statement as this. Success is when the people that know you the most, people that love and care for you the most, believe and respect you the most. And I can tell you, for John, I'm not quite there yet. I'm going to get there because I am passionate about developing myself on the inside first. So good. Well, the podcast could have been five minutes. Um, 
that last five minutes. And that would have been one of the best podcasts we've ever done. One of the best episodes we've ever had. Uh, what a blessing, man, to hear that. Be bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. I think there's a lot of leaders. I was one of them at a young age, Mark. I was underdeveloped and overexposed. And I yes. too crashed and, and burned. And so again, man, um, thanks for words of wisdom. It just flows out of you and, and through you. And listen, we want it to flow some more. And I know that you're up to so much at Maxwell Leadership. There's so many things that you and John and your team are doing. We want to serve. Our, our company is serious about serving folks like you, being a part of your mission. We want to make our agenda for a season a part of your agenda. So we'd love to better understand how we could serve you. And I'd love for you to even help our listeners understand how they could get involved. How can they serve? How can they be a part of what you're doing for those who say, I want to make my agenda part of your agenda in this season? One of the things, uh, one of the visions that I caught when John handed me that baton is, is that I had to help people get intentional about developing themselves on the inside. We have, we have strategies and solutions to help entrepreneurs become paid speak, co- speakers, coaches, trainers, and we have 45,000 of them around the world, 165 countries. We have solutions that companies place, pay seven figures for us to come in and help them with their training and development. Um, and we have a lot of books and different things, but everybody wants a, a tribe and a guide. I, I believe mm. all of us. I think that's mm. why social media became so big so quick is everybody wants a tribe, somewhere to belong, and everybody wants a guide, something or someone to help them get there with specificity. So mm. one of the challenges that I put toward our team is we've got to get and build an intentional way for people to develop themselves from the inside out, a personal growth mm. plan. So we have created, this is brand new, it's really still in beta. But I want you all on it because I, I just love mm. the Montgomery Company, company uh, Company's podcast, and I, I just want you all in. Mm. We have developed a, a app called the Maxwell Leadership Growth App. There's a lot mm. of free content on there, a, lot, a minute uh, encouragement from John, our podcast, different things. And then there's some things that you pay to play as you want to take on a seven-day challenge. And we've got content from John, content from a guy named Jeff Henderson, Tim Elmore, different people that we are putting seven-day challenges on there. And you can unlock those at your will whenever you want to. The purpose of that is to give people a, a tribe, a community that are passionate about growing themselves from the inside out, and a guide, a group of women and men that can take you on that journey with calls and different things like that. My challenge to your uh, listeners, my challenge to anybody is go on there. Again, there, there's a lot of free to this app. Go on there with the intention of challenging yourself to grow and become bigger on the inside. Now, that's a life mantra for me. It happens to be a business solution we're now providing, but it's a life mantra for me that whether it's us, whether it's Montgomery Companies, whether it's Jordan being a leader worth following to you, find a way to begin to focus yourself on growing yourself. And by the way, growth, personal growth is an infinite game. There's no mm. destination. There's no finish line. Oh, I grew. Okay, now I'm ready to go take on the world. No, you got to keep growing day in and day out. It's a daily discipline. And that's so what we're, we're providing for. It's a personal growth plan that helps you become bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. We're going to make sure that we link all of 
uh, the content in the show notes. So if you want to learn more, find out more, don't worry about stopping a car if you're driving down a road. Um, that's going to be in the show notes. You can find out more information in the Montgomery Company's podcast show notes with Mark Cole. Mark, two final questions. want to honor your time, so 30 seconds or less. What is your favorite leadership quote of all time? So my favorite leadership quote is from my dad. He said, the only thing you can take to heaven with you is yourself. So Mark, you want to take others? Make sure that you get there first. And I love that because I'm a person of faith and I just love that. So that was my dad's quote and I love it. That's good. So good. All right. I love that. I haven't heard that before. That's good. Um, Final question. You could go to dinner. You can hang out, spend an hour with one person. They're here on earth or they're no longer living. Who would it be? Oh, man, you had to say one person. (laughs) I've got a fun answer for you and I've got a, a, a very serious answer for you. And I've got four people, but I'll distill it down to one. I would love to go to dinner with Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon, and Terry Bradshaw. I've been to dinner with Terry Bradshaw, but those three right there would absolutely be a lifetime of laughs in one evening. But totally. if only one of those, it would be Jimmy Fallon. Sorry, I'm fan cru- I'm, I'm man crushing on Jimmy, but that would be one. Jimmy the Fallon. serious one, the serious one would be um, a dinner with a group of people would be Abraham Lincoln and his cabinet. I've read, I'm a mm. fan of Team of Rivals mm. by Doris Kearns Goodwin. I'll be with her in two weeks. And uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin articulated the power of having diversity on a team. And in today's world, we need diversity better than more than we've ever needed mm. it. And I would want to go to go to dinner with that entire team. But if I had to eradicate everybody with just one, it would be Abraham Lincoln himself and just talk about mm. how to lead in challenging, turbulent times. So good, man. Well, listen, I'm learning from you about how to lead in those times. And I feel like I just spent an hour with one of the people that I've looked up to, respected for a long time. You've been one of my mentors from afar. Brother, your fingerprints are all over Maxwell Leadership, one of the most impactful leadership brands in the entire world. And you impacted so many of our community today uh, through your words, through your wisdom, and through your generosity and your time. Uh, We know that you're not a person looking for things to do. You got a really busy calendar and a lot of people want your time. So we just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, our hearts, we are grateful for the time that you just invested. Um, we're going to be in touch, man. We're going to be uh, pursuing you, following you, learning from you. Um, anything else that you want to just leave our, our listeners with before we sign off? Man, let's just keep working together, Jordan, with Montgomery Companies, the podcast, everything else that you're doing. Let's just really continue working to make this next generation of leaders, which is not an age thing, but this next generation of leaders be the solution for the world that we live in to make it a place. Because here's what I say all the time. We lead powerful, positive change because everyone deserves to be led well. And Jordan, you're doing that. You're leading well, but you're inspiring others to lead well. So let's just keep let's just keep doing what we're doing, but let's do it together because one plus one is not two and we can do a great thing together. God bless you, my friend. Be well. I appreciate who you are, and I'm really excited about the plans that God has for you. Thanks, Mark, for being with us. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. I want to say thanks also to John Choate and James Roth of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes to make this episode go. If you enjoy listening to this show, if you're somebody who tunes in once in a while to our podcast, we'd love it if you'd officially subscribe so that we could move our mission of impact forward. This podcast is designed to help the leader go farther faster. We hope we've done that today. Be well, be great. Have a wonderful day.